Welcome to Big Time Basketball, the basketball segment of the Fantasy Fanatics podcast. I'm your host once again, James. I'm joined once again by Nate, Terry, and Mete. What's up, guys? What's up? Yo. All right. In today's episode, we're just going to break down a couple signings from around the league, and then we'll hop right into ranking our top 12 power forward rankings. It's just an early look heading into the 2021-22 fantasy season. So let's just start with the news items. The first one being uh, Terry Rozier. Uh, agreeing, agreeing to a four-year, $97 million extension with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, he's pretty much going to be playing uh, guard there along with guys uh, like LaMelo Ball and others. Uh, he was really solid uh, in his two seasons there, uh, 19.3 points per game, 39% from three. He was really solid. I guess, Terry, I'll start with you. Uh, just sort of break down the signing for the Hornets and uh, them extending Terry Rozier. I like it. It was a long time coming. I mean, ever since that Kemba Walker trade, everyone was clowning the Hornets for getting Terry Rozier. Now look where he's at now. He just signed and got the bag again four years, as you said, 97 and 96, something like that. Uh, starting two guard on this team now since the metal ball is going to be running point, as we all know. Uh, Rozier is kind of undersized for a two guard, but honestly, he makes it up with his heart and Every time he just plays on the court, he has tremendous hustle, just like Romelo. And that's going to be an interesting backcourt coming into this upcoming season. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's a position they're really strong at. Um, I guess getting to you, Nate, uh, I guess what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think it's a pretty good trade over overall. Um, signing, I mean, signing. Signing, my bad. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. not really too much to say about it. Yeah, and then bouncing to you, Mete, um, I guess, what are your thoughts on this, Sonny? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with Terry. Uh, he described it pretty well uh, a couple of seasons ago when they get rid of Kemba for Rozier. Everyone's roasting them, and look at how Kemba is turning out now. He's on the decline. Rozier, a young guy, he's getting much better. So especially with the Hornets, the direction they were heading towards, like a rebuild, it made a lot of sense. and. I didn't really understand why people weren't a fan of it, but yeah, I think it's a good signing. Like Terry said, I would like to see him as the shooting guard uh, because LaMelo is a talented playmaker. I feel like Rozier is the better spot-up guy, but yeah, overall, a great signing. All right, and then one more uh, signing this week, uh, Boston re-upped center. Robert Williams to a four-year, $54 million contract. Um, it's actually a move that I'm a pretty big fan of. I think that Robert Williams played really well in Boston this past season. Uh, definitely got to extend those really solid young players of theirs. Uh, they have a lot of good young players, actually. But, yeah, Terry, uh, jumping to you again, um, I guess just break down the signing and I guess what it, what it means for Boston. Signing-wise, I mean, I guess you – spending the money on what he, Robert Williams, can be doing in the future. Uh, because in prior years, I mean, you're basing it off of his per 36 numbers, if that's right, Nathan, since he's that another guy. But with that being said, I mean, who's in the front court when it comes to Boston Cantor? And outside of that, that's it. So I feel like it's a great pickup for the Celtics, especially one of the talented young fives in this upcoming league 
uh, has better upside than Cantor outside of that. He is kind of undersized, uh, probably around 6'10", maybe shorter than that. Not sure. But uh, overall, it's a great signing, except if you're just worried about the money, don't be because, like, it's great value for what he can be in the future, especially in years three and four. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he was a first round pick. Um, and yeah, I believe it was in 2018. Uh, definitely, like you said, growing into the role that he should uh, assume there in Boston. So um, yeah, like I said, I like the signing. I guess, Nate, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I think it's a good signing. He has really high um, upside and like worst case scenario, you still have Al Horford and Ennis and his canter to kind of um, cover for him. But I feel like um, Robert Williams should be able to take the next step, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's, like Terry said, that's sort of what they're projecting. They kind of uh, wanted to uh, ink him up to a, a good size deal, I guess, in the hopes that it becomes a bargain over the next couple of years. But I guess uh, jumping to you, Mete, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I like the signing as well. Uh, like Nate said, they have probably Al Horford and Cantor ahead of him, and I'm really going to be sad seeing him as the third center on this team because, I mean, he's shown great potential. I think in the playoffs, he had like nine blocks in a game. So, I mean, he's got uh, amazing defensive potential. So, yeah, I think kind of seeing him as the third center on his team is a waste of talent. But overall, I guess it's good for them to have him for the future. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree with that. Like I mentioned, Boston has a lot of good young players. They've been able to keep them around as well. So uh, they definitely have the building blocks for the future. I guess they just need to keep acquiring depth and assets and they should be a solid team for years to come. But uh, that that's pretty much uh, what we have for the news for this episode. So we're just going to hop right away into ranking our top 12 power forwards for fantasy. Obviously, we took different methods in approaching this. It's going to be an early look. Uh, some of us might have the same guys from other lists that we did. Some of us, um, you know, chose all new players for this ranking. And I mean, it's an early look. Fantasy leagues probably haven't opened yet. So definitely a lot of things could change. But uh, Matty, I'm going to start with you here. I guess give us your number one uh, for power forwards. Yeah, so I decided to go the new route, uh, not including players I already included before. So due to that, I have Giannis as number one. I mean, I guess even if I included people before Giannis would probably be the first power forward. He's the number one option in Milwaukee. Uh, we know how great of a scorer, rebounder, playmaker he is. He also gets you defensive stats. Um, his turnovers and free throw numbers are kind of poor, but I mean, other than that, uh, in a nine category league, he's giving you elite numbers for seven categories. So definitely number one for me. Yeah, I think you pretty much just nailed on the head everything I was going to say, because I also have him at number one. Uh, you mentioned pretty much seven out of the nine categories, and he's even improving his free throw as well. We noticed that in the NBA finals, uh, when it comes down to making clutch free throws, he's actually able to do it. Whether he can do it on a regular basis, I guess, remains to be seen, but he should continue to, I guess, grow his game in regards to fantasy. Uh, Nate, just getting to you, who's your top player for power forward? So, I would have put either um, Giannis, Randall, or Davis potentially as number one, but I put them as center. So 
I decided to go with um, Zion instead. Um, he's a really good scorer. I think he got um, over 1,600 points for the season for his totals. I think 444 rebounds for his uh, totals as well. Um, he has a really high field goal percentage because he's um, an inside player for the most part. So, yeah. All right, and bouncing to Terry, uh, is your number one Giannis or is it someone else? Giannis, next question. All right, perfect answer. I might as well just bounce to you for number two. Who's your second player? Give me AD. Uh, if Giannis wasn't in the league, honestly, you would put AD at number one currently. Uh, but since Giannis is in the league and he's a freak of nature, you got to put AD at two. The only reason why I would put AD at two is because of the injury. Uh, reasons and it's going to be an 82 game season I believe this coming year so honestly you're going to expect AD to miss a couple of games whether it be 10 20 and let's hope not 30 uh, outside of that he does a little bit of everything blocks clogs passing lanes uh, scores and gives you around what 10 rebounds a night or not even 10 rebounds now it's more around like eight or nine-ish, so good luck with that. Yeah, for sure. I I mean, I would have put Anthony Davis on my list, but like I mentioned, uh, a couple episodes ago, I had him on my centers list. So I guess for number two, I'm going to go with Julius Randle. I know, uh, Nate, you talked about him a little bit. Some of you guys talked about him last week. Um, yeah, I guess in that New York Knicks system, he's the, the featured player there. He pretty much does everything uh, in terms of categories. I know he was very close to getting a lot of triple doubles last season. I don't know how many he actually got. But he's pretty much putting stats up all over the board. His percentages have been pretty solid. Um, he's, I, he's, I guess, just one of those guys that you can pretty much rely on week in and week out. I don't know how he's going to fare, I guess, with all the depth that the Knicks have acquired this offseason. But um, for right now, seeing what I've seen, I can't rank him any lower than number two based off of the players that I have here. So um, I guess jumping to you, Mete, who's your number two? Yeah, so as my number two, I have Kevin Durant. Uh, probably the number one option in Brooklyn, but that could change on any given night. I mean, when you're playing with Kyrie and Harden, you're not going to be the number one option every night. And maybe there's a better matchup they can exploit with Kyrie and Harden. So, yeah, I mean, other than that, he's a better three-point shooter, free-throw shooter, and averages less turnovers than Giannis. But I feel like Giannis just gives you uh, more in the other categories. So, yeah, if Kevin Durant was playing on the Thunder or even a team without two superstars, he'd probably be number one for me. I mean, he's a seven-foot uh, small forward or power forward who has point guard-like handles. So, yeah, it's really tough to stop him. All right, and then to you, Nate, I guess, who's your number two? So my number two, um, because I'm not counting Giannis, Randall, and Davis, um, I put um, Pascal Siakam. I think last year he he had like a 20, he had, I think, 20 points uh, per game, something, something like that, 400. He had 405 total rebounds, and yeah, he has a decent amount of assists, and He's a pretty decent shooter, so yeah. 
All right. Um, yeah, um, honestly, Pascal Siakam, obviously, he's dealing with an injury. Uh, we definitely got to hope he comes back earlier to start the season or his draft stock will fall. I guess we'll sort of look at that in the coming weeks. But I guess bouncing to you, Terry, who do you have at number three? Number three, I think I put Zion just because of the fact that people behind him on the list as I get to Julius, they're not going to be considered that unanimous number one option on the team anymore or they're not trying to build around that player, uh, unlike Zion. With that said, I mean, he's just a bully at power forward, and he's the reason why everyone's starting to enjoy watching power forwards again. And it's kind of like, it's not the most straightforward answer that I'm giving you right now, but I don't know. For some reason, you got to put Zion at, uh, three, just because of the fact that he is the future of the league. Yeah, I mean, I'm there right with you. I have Zion also at number three. I just think that um, he has a lot of untapped potential, especially if you're drafting fantasy for power forwards that you believe have potential. I believe he's one of those guys. You definitely want to tap into that before he has that monster breakout season. So having him ranked at number three, uh, it just seems like a logical place to put him, considering what he's done already in the league at such a young age and what he could possibly grow into. So, um, yeah, I definitely like Zion at number three. I guess, uh, Mete, I'm going to bounce to you. Uh, who do you have at number three? Yeah, so for number three, I went with Jason Tatum, another number one option. He's only 23, so he's got great upside. I think he's very similar to KD in the sense that their play styles are similar. They're lanky... Uh, Wings who got who have guard like ball handling, so yeah, I mean, that's really tough to stop. And Tatum's numbers have been improving every season, so I think he can improve as well this season as he's still going to be the number one option there in Boston. Yeah, I definitely agree with pretty much everything you said. He's going to be a solid fantasy player this season. Uh, Nate, uh, let me get to you. Uh, who's your third ranked player? So my third ranked player is um, Michael Porter Jr. Um, he's a good shooter, and I think he got a lot of points. He got over 1,100, and he got um, over 400 rebounds as well. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. When you're looking at power forward, you're definitely looking at guys uh, that can get you points, rebounds, uh, good field goal percentages, and uh, potentially getting some blocks in there as well. So definitely some good stats from him. Uh, but we'll, let's just move to number four now. Terry, I'll get back to you. Who's your uh, number four player? Yeah, so right behind Zion Williamson on my list, I go Julius Randle. Uh, we all seen the breakout performance that he had as the number one option on the team. Only reason why I didn't put him ahead of Zion is because cardiac Kemba's coming back to New York. So uh, I feel like that's going to take away from his touches down in the paint. So uh, with that said, I just got rank him at four just because of the fact that, as I said, a new scoring option is going to come and take his options away or his reps away. Yeah, for sure. Um, for number four, I put John Collins. I know some of you mentioned him in your centers list, but I'm going to mention him here for power forward. Um, just looking at everything that he does in fantasy, he's such a solid uh, number four um, position player. Um, 
I know you guys talked about Trey Young ceiling playing on the Hawks. You guys talked about Clint Capella in the centers um, list. And uh, I just want to mention John Collins because he's one of the premier uh, four spots in the league. So um, I have him ranked at number four. Um, I'll bounce to you, Mete. Uh, who do you have at number four? Yeah, uh, I got Zion Williamson at four. And I basically agree with Terry. He's the number one guy in New Orleans. Only 21. He's got crazy upside. Uh, he's been getting every year as well, so he's probably going to take another leap, I think. But I'm kind of scared the arrival of Jonas Valanciunas is kind of going to impact his rebound numbers. So, I mean, outside of that, though, I don't really have any concerns for Zion. Yeah, I don't think a lot of us have concerns. I feel like there's definitely more upside than concerns when you're drafting someone like Zion in fantasy. But Nate, let me get to you. Uh, who's your number four on the list? I think my number four is uh, Draymond Green. Um, he's not uh, necessarily like the best shooter or the best scorer, but in terms of like the other categories, he's really good at covering those. I think he got the most assists out of um, all the power forwards. He got over 500. So. Um, if you need like a lot of assists, then I guess Draymond can help with that. If you're not getting enough from like your guards, and he also got um a lot of steals as well. Yeah, uh, pretty much agree with all your points there. He was definitely uh, really solid. Um, I probably don't have him quite as high up on my list, but like you said, you omitted some players, so uh, that definitely makes sense. Um, Terry, let me get to you. Uh, spot number five. Who's on your list? I'm going to put Demontis in bonus. Uh, as we all know from last year when Miles Turner was out of the lineup, he's just been putting up some crazy triple-double stats on, a, I wouldn't say night tonight, but every other night basis. Uh, 20 points, probably around 10 rebounds. He shoots some nice percentages as well for a, I would say, big man. Uh, probably 73 from Charity Stripe. And then I feel like his field goal is around like 53, maybe 52. So, you got like Sabonis at five if you're including the old school power forwards. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you. I know I definitely had him on my centers list, but uh, I know he's definitely uh, a solid pick uh, for forward. Um, at number five, I put Jaron Jackson Jr. He's also someone that some of you guys have mentioned in a previous episode. Um, considering what he did uh, this year after missing a lot of last season with an injury, um, I just feel like that he's going to continue to grow in his role. Obviously, Valanchunas isn't there, so he probably will have a more prominent role uh, with the, the Grizzlies. Um, I definitely think that he's still young enough that he can tap into some untapped potential. Uh, so I have Jaron Jackson at number five for fantasy. But Mete, let me get to you for your number five. Yeah, I have Pascal Siakam at five. I mean, he's the go-to guy in Toronto, and... I think he's been getting a lot of hate lately due to the Raptors missing the playoffs for the first time in, I'd say, around like eight years, something like that. And there's also like a lot of memes growing, going around of him not being clutch and just a spin machine. But I don't think those are all accurate uh, as he gives you great numbers, except for blocks and three-point percentage. But I mean, outside of that, he's giving you... Great value for seven categories, and he's still young in the term that although he's closer to 30, he did start basketball kind of later. He came out of college later as well, so 
I think he's still got time to grow and get better. Yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. Like you said, he should be the number one option in Toronto heading into next season. So definitely very valuable. But Nate, let me get to you for your number five. Who do you have? So for my number five, I have um, John Collins. Um, He's a good scorer. He has um, good shooting percentages and he's a good rebounder as well. Yep, definitely agree with all those points. Um, I definitely like the upside that he has as well in this offense. Uh, Terry, bouncing to you, we'll get to your number six. Uh, who's on your list? I going to put more old school centers. I'm like, Nate, I got to put Collins at six. Uh, it would have been a little bit more high up if Trey Young didn't take over the whole entire offense. And some of the last year's acquisitions like Danilo and uh, Bogdanovich, if those guys weren't there, he easily be a top five guy, maybe top three. But just because of the fact that he got relegated to literally the fifth option on the starting lineup, I got to put him here at six. Yeah, um, like we said, uh, John Collins, really solid. Uh, He's most likely going to be on all of our lists for power forward. He's definitely one of the premier talents at the position. So I guess when you're in your draft, he's definitely a player that you should be looking to get a lot of shares of. But um, I guess for number six, number six, I have Chris Stapp's, uh Porzingis. I know he did have a rough year near the end, um, but he's normally really solid. Uh, obviously, I don't have him as high up as I probably would have had him probably last year. Um, he definitely has bounce back potential heading into this season, assuming he doesn't leave Dallas. Um, definitely a good scoring offense there. Uh, he just needs to rebound a little bit more. That's one thing that was kind of troubling last year was his lack of rebounds, his lack of just being in the paint in general. So um, yeah, definitely Porzingis should be solid and I'm just expecting a bounce back season, but Mete, let me get to you for number six. Number six, I have Paul George. Uh, He's the number two guy in the Clippers organization, but with Kawhi, if he's out at the start, he could be a number one and his numbers would obviously get better due to that. But Let's assume Kawhi's there, and even with Kawhi, he still has very solid numbers except for turnovers and blocks. And he could be way higher on this list, I feel like, easily in the top five for me if he was on another team and he's a number one option. But unfortunately, he's not in that situation. And I'll say don't let the meme pages and his nickname of Pandemic P fool you as he's still a great player. Yeah, definitely a solid option there for the Clippers. Uh, Nate, bouncing to you, uh, number six on your list, who do you have? Uh, number six, I have uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, he's another uh, good score with good, good um, field goal percentage. Um, he's kind of similar to John Collins in a sense, but he's kind of lacking in other categories. So I had to put him lower than John Collins. Yeah, makes sense. I have him below John Collins as well. Uh, definitely a good player. Definitely someone that can continue to grow his game even into next season. Uh, Terry, let me get right back to you. Uh, your number seven power forward on your list. Well, Tingus Pingus out of the Dallas Mavericks organization. Uh, honestly, Chris Porzingis. I don't expect him to take a deep, steep off of Cliff, unlike some other players from last year, he's still a number two option on his team until he does get traded. And with that said, uh, he still gives you that 
three-point capability on like some of the other uh, power forwards on this list, a little bit down. But uh, we don't got to see that much with this guy. He's still a unicorn in my mind, and hopefully it's just an injury concern that we're all, you know, overthinking about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mentioned that he definitely has that potential to bounce back. Uh, obviously, players have poor seasons all the time. You mentioned he's the number two option. I definitely agree with that. And I guess we'll see um, how he does next season. But uh, at number seven, I have Pascal Siakam. I agree with all of Mete's points that he mentioned about Siakam uh, getting overhated, which might drop his draft stock. I guess if you're not uh, in a Raptors fan league, Uh he, he'll definitely most likely be a value heading into the draft. So definitely a player you want to get lots of shares of. Uh, like uh, Mete mentioned, the points are there. The rebounds are there for the most part. Um, the three-point shooting is obviously sometimes a concern as well as the turnovers. But I guess other than that, he is pretty solid and he's definitely someone worth a look in fantasy. So I'm going to have him at number seven. But uh, Mete, I'll get to you now for your seventh guy. Yeah, I have Brandon Ingram as my number seven, uh, number two option in New Orleans. He's got great numbers except for turnovers. And like Paul George, if he was on another team as the number one option, I'd have him in my top five easily. But I'm kind of concerned with Devontae Graham's arrival in New Orleans. Uh, he's a guard who's not the greatest playmaker, I'd say. And he does like to chuck up a lot of shots. I think he averaged like somewhere close to 20 shots last season. Let me look it up real quick. But yeah, uh, great player. Yeah, Graham shot 12 times, so not 20 as much as I thought, but still a lot of shots. I think his points could go down with Graham's arrival, but number seven for me. All right, and bouncing to you, Nate, uh, give us your number seven power forward. So I guess my number seven power forward is um, PJ Washington. Um, he has a uh, good versatility. I think he can cover a decent amount of categories and he's getting um, a lot of minutes. I think he almost got 2000 minutes last season. So, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, you know, his, his role is going to continue to grow. Um, Obviously, um, like you said, a lot of your players were omitted, so I guess you had to dig a little bit deeper into the bag when finding some of these power forwards, but I definitely like some of the names you're coming up with. Uh, Terry, let me bounce to you. Uh, get, give us your number eight power forward. Uh, gotta go with Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Even though he only played, like, what, 11 games, you still got, like, the upside of this kid. Uh, tremendous on the defensive end. Just got to worry about the offensive game. But he has shown it probably back in 19, where he put up like 17 points. Night, with that said, I mean, you're basically looking for potential with this guy and pray to God that this guy doesn't get injured. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's definitely one of the more solid options at power forward that you can draft. So definitely he's another name, I guess, when you're heading into your draft. So you want to take a look out for, um, I guess, going to my number eight. Um, I have Michael Porter Jr. here. I definitely like the upside that he has in terms of a breakout candidate for next year. I know we saw a little bit of that at the end of the season uh, with a lot of his scoring and I guess just stats in general for fantasy. Uh, you definitely want to hop on this train before it sort of 
uh, chucks up in the rankings because right now you're probably going to be getting him at a pretty good value when it comes to fantasy drafts. So you definitely want to get a hold of this guy before he breaks out. So yeah, I have Michael Porter Jr. at number eight. Um, Mete, I'll move to you. Uh, Who's your number eight player, power forward? I got Chris Boucher at number eight. Great season last year for Boucher. He finally got a big role and he broke out. This season, he might have an even bigger role, I think. Siakam was going to miss the first few months, I'd say, of the season. And he doesn't provide you the best steals and assists. But outside of that, he's solid and he's in a great situation also. He's my first and only bench player. But, I mean, even with 20-plus minutes, Boucher, I think, in our league at least, he gave us, I think, top 10 value. So... Yeah, definitely don't sleep on Boucher just because he's a bench player. Yeah, definitely um, bench players can give value. We saw that last season among different positions. Um, I guess, Nate, getting to you, who do you have at number eight? At number eight, I also have uh, Chris Boucher. Um, I guess, like Mete said, um, he's probably the best um, power forward that isn't starting. Um, He's really efficient. He's a great shooter. He got... I think the most blocks out of all the power forwards in terms of totals, I think he got 111, which is basically like two blocks a game almost. So um, I think that's really good, especially because blocks are a really hard stat to come by. So, yeah. All right. And bouncing to you, Terry, um, let's get to number nine. Uh, Who do you have as your ninth power forward? This is where I started scratching my head, looking at the list, checking it twice. And then redoing the bottom four. Uh, at this rate, I don't have a clear cut number nine. That's unanimous, like the rest of this. So at this rate, I just started chucking up names. Uh, I want to see Laurie Marketing, just because, I mean, if he is on Chicago, you got a playmaker like Lonzo. And then DeMar DeRozan has increased his playmaking skills with his tenure on the San Antonio Spurs. With that said, I mean, he can be that nice corner three option that's long and tall is, you know, an oak tree, seven foot tall, 240. He has potential, but I just don't know what he can do to improve, especially upon a team like Chicago Bulls, where you got a guy like Nikola Vucevic, who's going to be eating up your touches, especially when it comes to rebounds as well. So honestly, I got to put him at nine just because of how much talent's above him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's definitely one guy that will, I guess, continue to succeed uh, in that offense. But uh, let me just get to uh, number nine. Uh, for me, I have uh, Jeremy Grant. Um, he had a really solid season last year. I know he only played 54 games, but he averaged 22 points and his field goal was really solid. Um, and then I guess for a power forward, his three-point percentage was also pretty decent as well. Definitely making some threes. Pretty much chipped in almost every category. He, I think he averaged over a block a game as well. So definitely a guy that you want to be drafting. I know the, the Pistons will definitely be better this year. That could possibly help him in his, I guess, uh, stats there. Um, and then, yeah, just the lack of games, whether it was due to injury, whether it was due to them just not playing him, I don't know, but uh, he definitely should be more productive this coming season. Um, but yeah, Mete, let me get to you for your number nine power forward. Number nine, I got Tobias Harris. Um, he doesn't have the greatest numbers. He's the number two option in Philly, but 
definitely don't overlook him. He's more of a spot up shooter, I'd say, but he's amazing at what he does in a nine category league. I'd say the only category he's kind of lacking in is the assists, but honestly, his assists aren't even too bad. Uh, he averages around 3.5 for a power forward. So yeah, he's pretty solid, I'd say. All right. And then bouncing to you, Nate, um, who do you have for your number nine power forward? Um, so I guess I'll be switching around some names a little bit and I'll put, um, Keldon Johnson, um, at ninth, I guess, because I omitted some names I had to really reach. So, um, I think Keldon Johnson, there's a chance that he might be starting at power forward. Um, I think for his totals, he got, um, almost 900 points, like 881 for his totals. 412 rebounds, 121 assists, a lot of blocks, a lot of steals. His um, shooting percentages are pretty decent as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, definitely uh, a breakout pick for sure. Definitely a player that you should be targeting, you know, if you're looking for breakouts, so definitely really solid. Uh, let's move to number 10 now. Let me get to you, Terry. Uh, who's your number 10? Yeah, so you remember that list I sent you probably like half an hour ago? Forget the bottom three. Honestly, I got to go with Tobias Harris at number 10, probably even at number nine, just because of the fact that the points that Mente brought up are correct. And if you don't have him in your top 12 power forwards, I think you're probably on something. With that said, I mean, all the points he made are true and probably more. He's one of the more low-key guys that in the league that you don't think about that you have to watch out on a night-to-night basis. Honestly, I might have to put him at number nine, but for now, let's put him at 10. Yeah, definitely a really solid player. Um, For number 10, though, I have Draymond Green, and I have him not because of his point totals, but I have him for a lot of his other stats. Uh, He gets assists, rebounds. He gets a lot of defensive stats as well, steals, blocks. And um, his percentages when he does shoot, they're decent. I mean, they're not as good as a lot of the other power forwards, but he's pretty much chipping uh, for you and chipping in for you in pretty much every category uh, for the most part. So uh, definitely he's probably on the, I don't know. I'd say he's probably one of those guys where if you draft him, uh, he's not going to be like a superstar for you, but it's not like you'll feel bad drafting him because he is going to get stats for you regardless. So uh, definitely one of the more underrated power forwards in the league for sure. And so I have him at number 10, but uh, Mete, I'll get to you. Uh, who's your number 10? Yeah, I mean, same exact player, Draymond Green. And I basically agree with everything you just said. Uh, I feel like he's the nine category league dream player as He's not amazing at anything, but he's really good at everything. So what that means is, like James said, he's not the greatest scorer, not the greatest rebounder or assist guy, but, I mean, he's still stuffing the stat sheet, and he's even giving you defensive numbers, like James said. So basically, he's doing a little bit of everything, and I think the return of Clay Thompson will uh, increase his assist numbers, and He's one of the more hated guys in the league, but that shouldn't stop you from drafting Draymond. I know everyone likes to call him triple single, uh, donkey, things like that. But yeah, he's very solid. 
Yeah, I agree with everything you said. He's pretty much the jack of all trades, master of none, if that makes sense. But uh, yeah, he's he's definitely one of those guys you want to target in fantasy. As you, uh, I think a lot of people just decide to sleep on him, and he could follow you in drafts. I guess uh, I guess in points leagues, maybe don't target him as much, but nine category leagues, especially, you should be targeting him. Uh, Nate, I'll get to you. Uh, who's your number ten? So for number ten, I will put. Um, Rui Hachimura. Um, again, omitted some players, so I had to reach. He's an okay scorer. He's an okay rebounder as well. He does have some injury concerns, and I guess outside of like scoring and rebounding, it's he's not he's not like bad, but he's not like the best either. If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess he's another one of those guys we're just projecting a breakout for. Uh, you definitely want to be looking out for those guys when it comes to fantasy basketball. Definitely um, sort of taking a look at the future and which players are going to uh, probably break out. All right, let's get to uh, number 11 now on our list. Terry, once again, I'm going back to you. Uh, give us your number 11 power forward. I'll go with Draymond Green. As you guys said, uh, utility and effort to go and save Warriors. I really got to say that much about Day Day, Donkey, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Pretty solid nine category specialist. Uh, definitely a guy that, you, like I said, will probably fall in drafts. You can get definitely get it at a good value. Um, I guess my number 11, I'm going to go with sort of a breakout player that I'm projecting is going to be Marvin Bagley. Uh, he's definitely shown signs over his career that he can definitely be that type of game breaking player. Obviously, dealing with a lot of injuries, um, he's missed at least pretty much 20 games or more every season that he's played. So the biggest thing for him is injury risk. Uh, you definitely don't want to bank on him being available for every game, but if he somehow does play the 70 plus games, you're probably going to get a breakout season from him, uh, especially um, as that offense continue gets, continues to get better in Sacramento. So um, I'll put Marvin Bagley at number 11 and I'm sort of projecting for him to have a breakout season. Uh, Mete, let me get to you. Uh, who's your number 11 power forward? Yeah, I have Jeremiah Grant, number 11. Uh, a lot of people might think this is too low as he just had an amazing year, but I feel like he is the number one option in Detroit right now, but I think that's going to change later on in the year. Uh, he's really good for points, blocks, and free throw percentage numbers. But outside of that, I don't think he gives you that much value. And like I said, uh, I don't think he's going to be the number one option because of their number one pick this year. The arrival of Cade Cunningham, I think, is going to uh, lower Grant's points for game numbers. And once that drops and outside of his points, he's good for two categories. And so, yeah, I think his value really takes a hit this year. Yeah, I definitely like that you included him on your list. I definitely think he is still a solid option, even though he might not be that same player from last season. Um, there's also a chance that he benefits from the additions that they added onto their team. So I uh, could go either way. Definitely a solid uh, pick for you anyways in, in fantasy. But Nate, let me get to you. Who's your number 11 power forward? So for number 11, um, I'll put Marvin Bagley the third as well. Um, I think he's really good. He has a lot of potential. And if he was fully um, healthy and he fully realized his potential, he might actually be higher than 11th. But um, 
injury concerns, like you said. So, yeah, I can't really put him higher than that. Yeah, definitely one of those players that if you would just stay healthy, it would definitely improve his stock for fantasy as he'd be more reliable. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with those points that you made. Um, finishing off your list, Terry, let's get your number 12. Who do you have a power for? I don't really need to say that much. He did have a offense to 2021, 20, if you even remember that, since no one watches Detroit basketball as of yet. Um, <laughs> with that said, got to put him at 12 just because of what Menzi said, the first round pick. Yeah, um, definitely deserves to be in the top 12 regardless. Um, yeah, like you said, we got to watch out all the additions that they made. Um, number 12, I'm going to go with Keldon Johnson, another breakout potential level player. Um, you definitely uh, want to talk about him when it comes out to guys that you might want to target late in, uh, I guess, your fantasy rounds. Uh, his draft stock might increase, though, as, as the weeks tick towards the season. So you definitely want to grab him with as much value as you can. He's definitely one of those players that's going to have an increased role in San Antonio this year with a lot of the players that they've lost. So you definitely want to tap into that potential before the breakout happens. So, uh, yeah, I have Keldon Johnson at number 12. Mete, finish off your list. Give us your number 12. Yeah, number 12, I got Michael Porter Jr. He's probably the number three guy in Denver when Jamal Murray is there. And without him, I'd say he's the number two guy. And, I mean, he took a huge step forward last season as he improved immensely, basically, in every single category. Uh, he finally got an improved role. They used him as a starter, and he showed what he can do. He had great points, rebounds, field goal percentage, and free throw percentage numbers. So, yeah, he's giving you four great categories. And outside of that, his game does have to grow, but he's only 23. So I'm sure he will he will get better as he's got a lot of time to do so. Yeah, I like how a lot of our picks near the end of our top 12 are sort of guys that we're projecting to sort of break out. Uh, definitely want to target those younger players and I guess just watch them grow their game. Uh, Nate, finish off your list. Give us your number 12. So this is going to be a little bit of a controversial pick because he's not a starter. So um, for my 12th pick, um, I'm put, uh, picking uh, Bobby Portis. Um, in terms of uh, volume, he's going to be really lacking because, again, he's not a starter. Um, he only got 754 points total, but he ended up getting 466 rebounds, uh, 26 blocks, 52 steals. His shooting percentages are really good for um, a power forward as well. Yeah, uh, definitely not a starter. Definitely a guy that, you, like you said, you probably target a little bit later, but definitely a guy that can... I guess uh, give you a pretty good value. Um, he, his role with the box should grow, um, assuming that he's going to be there the whole season. And um, yeah, uh, you definitely uh, want to draft him. I don't know how high you want to draft him. That honestly just depends on what type of league you're playing in, but definitely a guy to look out for. Um, I guess now we finished our top 12. We definitely want to look into, you know, some guys just outside that, that we like. Um, Terry, I guess I'll start with you. I guess any guys, whether it's off the top of your head or whether you had some additional sleepers. Um, first guy, I would have to say Aaron Gordon, just because Jamal Murray is injured this upcoming year. 
and probably the estimated return date is going to be in, I would say, March, maybe April, if you're lucky. With that said, uh, let's see if he works out as a top three option. A guy I haven't mentioned, Marvin Bagley III, if he does get traded out of Sacktown, his stock goes straight up. Outside of that, power forward is one of those positions that you don't know if he's considered a small forward or a power forward, and that's what we were all like tripping. Uh, well, personally, me, I've been tripping through that line uh, on a when I did my list. With that said, Robert Covington as well, and outside of that, that's the only thing that comes to the top of my mind. Kevin Love finds a way to be uninjured this year. Him as well. But that's all I got. Yeah, you talked about that line. I know a lot of us had different players on our list. So obviously, I didn't have guys like Paul George or Tobias Harris because I consider them at a different position than some of you guys. Um, I guess for sleepers, I went with Laurie Markkinen. I know Terry, you did mention him. I don't. I didn't put him on my list just because he's a free agent right now. We don't know whether he's going to sign with the Bulls or what's happening with him. He's sort of in that limbo, so I just decided to leave him out. He's definitely a sleeper for sure. Um, and then. Uh, I know, Nate, you mentioned Bobby Portis. Um, I have Nick Batum. I know some of you guys might think it's a joke, but I guess in reality, he was a top 75 fantasy player in, in nine category leagues last year. Um, if he continues to start in the Clippers system with Kawhi, you know, being out for an extended period of time, it's definitely a guy that you should be drafting. Uh, he's definitely a guy that you can slot into um, most likely power forward or center spot on your team. And you're going to get great percentages from him. You're going to get a big that can shoot threes. You're going to get a guy that can come up with blocks. He did that very well last year and he has a low turnover rate. So uh, he's not really hurting you in any category. So he's definitely uh, sort of a sleeper guy to look out for. If he starts, I guess if he's a bench player, it pretty much decreases any potential value that he might have. Uh, Mete, I'll bounce to you. I guess give us some guys off the top of your head. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of guys that I included in my centers list. Guys like John Collins, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., Anthony Davis, who I'd love to put on the list, but I didn't want to double dip, so I decided to leave them off. And then sleepers, honestly, I liked uh, Marvin Bagley. He just missed out on my list. Przingis, maybe. Uh, I was a big believer in him, but I'm kind of losing faith in him now. Like, he's been in the league for four or five years, still not getting better at rebounding or playing inside. So, yeah, outside of that, I'd say OG Ananobi. He's my main sleeper. Uh, he's another guy who's improving every season. Uh, a lot of people would say he's, he was very passive before. He only shoots open uh very open shots and last season I feel like he got better off the dribble started creating his own shot more so yeah definitely look out for OG he could also play defense so great pick I think yeah for sure definitely a guy that um a lot of us didn't include on our list because I think some of us haven't met the three but he definitely can play power forward in a lot of fantasy leagues so definitely a solid pick uh, Nate, getting to you, I guess, any sleepers, any guys you have just outside? Um, there are a few guys that I think um, should have been in the top or could have been in the top 12 if you consider them power forwards. But they're starting, a lot of them are starting at center in real basketball. For example, Rashawn Holmes 
was listed as a power forward in some leagues. So if for whatever reason um, he's eligible again, um, you should probably take take him as top 12. Um, same with Christian Wood. Same with um, Serge, Serge Ibaka. But I think they're all starting. Well, yeah, I think they're all going to be um, centers in real basketball. So it's a possibility that they're not um, eligible for power forward again. Tobias Harris, again, um, he could be dual eligible. I think he was last year as well. So um, he would also be a top 12. Um, Porzingis um, as well, but I, I put him at center on my list last time. So that's why he's not in my top 12. Um, I was wondering about Thaddeus Young, but he's not starting. So um, that really decreases his chances. So, yeah. Yeah, honestly, it just depends on how much work Thaddeus Young gets. Uh, if they, uh, a lot of players can grow into a starting role. Uh, I mentioned Nick Batum; he was one of those guys last year that grew into a starting role. So if that happens with Thaddeus Young, then you he definitely could have some fantasy value. I don't know how much. Um, and then I guess just sort of to sort of end it off, uh, Terry, I'll get to you with any I guess last thoughts or any comments. Since most of you guys decided to put most of your power forwards on the centers list. First off, let's just ask, where would you put Anthony Davis in your top 12? Uh, Mente, you could go first. Number three, I'd have him uh, behind Giannis and KD. Nathan, what about you? Um, I think if he was fully healthy, I also put him at three behind um, Giannis and Randall. And what about James? Yeah, I wouldn't put him behind Randall. I put him ahead of Randall, but I would put him behind Yanis because I don't have KD on my power forwards list. So for James two, Nathan was three, three, and then Mete James was three, three as three. well. Yeah. So what about some bonus if that's the case? So bonus, I felt like because he was a center um last season, if I'm not mistaken. So. I wasn't sure whether to put him on the power forward list either. I mean, you could put him as a power forward as well in terms of like his size. It like if it if was like Turner, that's the thing. Yeah. So okay, let's say power forward. He only has power forward as his eligibility. Where would you put him on your list? I guess you could put him at like maybe fifth behind Zion. Uh, I was going to say the you? same thing. I was going to say the exact yeah. same thing, yeah. What about you, Mete? Yeah, me too. Uh, fifth behind Zion, like Nate. I ain't got any other questions. Back to you, James. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely something to sort of think about where you'd have players. Um, probably on my number threes list uh, for small forward, I'll have a lot of the guys that um, I guess I didn't include here, whether it's LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Tobias Harris, those kind of guys, I, I'll probably have them on my threes list. Um, I guess other than that, yeah, we brought up a lot of different players. We got to talk about them. Uh, some of them won't be top 12s, obviously. Um, I guess as the offseason goes along, we'll sort of shift our lists and sort of make them, uh, I guess, a little bit more um, similar, if that makes sense, because we'll bounce off ideas from each other of why certain players should be higher than others. Because I know, especially when we've been, we've been ranking football, I've definitely adjusted my rankings for certain positions based off of some of the stats and stuff I've gotten from you guys. So um, that's definitely something that we'll be doing over the course of the off season. I guess, uh, Mete, do you have any other final thoughts? Honestly, uh, not really. Um, 
like you said, uh, most of these guys, they probably shouldn't be in the top 12 list. But since we're trying to include new people, we kind of have to reach a bit. But I mean, outside of that, it's always good to uh, include new people, uh, give them opinions on others they can draft, not just the same guys. So, yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. I definitely think that the more players that we talk about in general, I guess the better prepared we can make people for when they get to the draft table because you definitely want to spread out your picks, grab players from different positions. Uh, we talked about how great dual eligibility is. It's tough on rankings, but it's great for, for fantasy basketball. You definitely want to get a lot of dual eligible guys can slot in different areas. Um, I guess, Nate, any final thoughts or uh, about power forwards or just drafting in general? I feel like for drafting power forwards, I think that's the position that um, you want. I don't. I don't want to say you want to reach for them, but like it's pretty important to get, I guess, a power, a good power forward um, earlier on in the draft because um, it looks like, I guess, the weakest uh, position in terms of depth. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. I guess one good thing is that a lot of centers can play power forward as well as a lot of small forwards. So it might cover up for that a little bit, but I definitely get what you're saying in terms of strictly power forwards uh, or guys that specifically play that position. Yeah, it's, it is a little shallow. Um, definitely something to think about, I guess, for fantasy basketball. You're like, like you said, you're just loading up on the positions that maybe aren't as strong because later on in the season when you're going to the waiver wire, uh, a lot of times you'll be picking up uh, from positions that are a lot stronger. So uh, I guess we'll definitely talk about that over the course of the summer, which positions we prefer to draft that kind of thing. But yeah, I think for today, we definitely uh, talked a lot uh, in terms of power forwards. We definitely covered a lot of players and um, I believe we'll be doing shooting guards uh, in the next episode. So definitely something that uh, you guys want to look out for. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much going to be the end of this big time basketball episode. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at fan fan podcast. Uh, this episode will be up to listen on Spotify, uh, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, video will be on YouTube. Uh, make sure you click the bell for notifications when you're on YouTube, make sure you like subscribe, share, uh, make sure you leave us a review, all that good stuff. And guys, uh, this was another great episode of Big Time Basketball, and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.